Hey y'all, and welcome to this episode of Kayla's Coffee Moments, where we're having conversations like you would with your friends around a coffee table. We're chatting and listening and learning about topics that matter to us. So grab your coffee and come on in y'all. It's going to be good. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Kayla's Coffee Moments. Today we are keying off the four-part Appalachia series. Now, don't turn me off yet. We're only a few seconds in. If you're not from Appalachia, or if you're like, I don't even know what that is, or what she's saying, I really do hope you stay to learn about what makes me, me, and what makes the people around me um, the way they are. That's why I wanted to talk about Appalachia. That's its history, its culture, how it was formed and how it, an area, a region can form the people and really, truly how it's kind of still very much its own quote unquote world today. I want to talk about Appalachia because my family is going on at least six generations deep here. Yeah, six We're talking same county, same town, and really most people I know can say pretty close to the same thing, that they have a far generations going back here. I want to talk to you about Appalachia because even those that have moved away often come back to visit for holidays or family reunions. Some I know still subscribe to the local county newspaper. And they're definitely checking up on current events via Facebook. When I decided back at the end of last year to start a podcast, and I was asking friends about, man, what should we talk about? Like, what, what are we learning? Multiple of my friends suggested Let's talk about Appalachian culture. And those were including ones who didn't necessarily grow up here. Because you see, most of our conversations somehow come back to this culture, this Appalachian mindset, a people group. I mean, it points us back to racism and foster care, to poverty to storytelling of how we can talk about how far generations go back based on things we know. It it takes us back because of the church culture that's here in Appalachia. So many times, no matter what we're talking about, somehow it comes back to families or generations or an Appalachian people. So today... We're going very brief. I just want to give you an introduction to this place, to the people that helped form me, my parents, my grandparents, my great-grandparents. You get it. It has had a mighty impact on my legacy. But first things first, where is Appalachia? So it's technically from like the southern tip of the state of New York. Um, And it goes 
down um, the eastern coast down to about the um, northern part of Alabama and Georgia. So you've got Tennessee in there, Kentucky, um, pretty much all of West Virginia, a good part of Pennsylvania, just all in that. You can Google it. It'll bring up a map. It is way more than most people think. Like I, I would assume most people were surprised that I said New York. I think probably most people thought like maybe up in Pennsylvania. So it comes from the Appalachian Mountains. So what's actually really important, I kind of even forgot that I needed to say like, where is Appalachia? Like it's not um, that it's the fact that it's a region of people. So they're on the, the Eastern coast because I wanted to start with how do you say it? So those of you that have been listening have heard me say Appalachia. That's how I was raised to say it. And now we're going to have the discussion. So I posed three questions on my Instagram. Um, and this was the first, how do you say this word? And the majority of my friends on social media are from this area, right? They're from, we either, you know, or they attended college here and that's how we met. But most of my friends are from somewhere in the state of West Virginia, which pretty much the entire state of West Virginia is considered in the Appalachian region. And so <laughs> the divide mainly comes from, is it Appalachia or Appalachia? Or I've even heard Appalachia. So, you know, so obviously you can see on your podcast how it's spelled. And so that CH kind of what is the correct way. So I will say when I pose this question, I got a lot of responses on how phonetically we say it, which those of you that know me will laugh because I do not know phonics. I'm terrible at spelling and sounding words out. It's not my strong suit, but, um, so it was fun to get all of those. My favorite response, which I got a few and I have never heard this before. And again, many generations back, um, that if you say Appalachia, I'll throw an apple at ya. I thought that was great. Um, I may even title it Apple, Apple Atcha, just because I think that's so funny. Um, but so basically what's right. Um, my two cents would be, because we all know I'm not going phonetically correct here, that when in Rome, do as the Romans do. I will tell you that my West Virginia friends, it's Appalachia. So that's what we're going with. That's how I learned to say it. That's what comes right to me. So that's what we're going with. The second question I posed to my friends on Instagram was, what is one word or phrase that you feel describes Appalachia? Um, and these are some of the answers I got, which were great. I got disadvantaged, but beautifully rural. Mountains. Hill folk, deep country, home, family, close-knit, simple, or someone said simplicity, um, small town. 
So when they, they heard the word Appalachia or read it, I guess that's what they thought of. And, you know, I kind of grouped some of those together, but the third question I got or I asked was, what does Appalachia mean to you? And again, a lot of the responses I got was home. Another response I got was tough on the outside, but usually soft on the inside. It made me think of like tough, like rugged or like um, tough in the emotional sense, even, you know, um, like a strong wall, but really meant well on the inside. Um, one friend sent me and said, uh, on my front porch, stringing beans, someone said front porch, stringing beans with my mom. Um, I got a lot of heading to the pond, um, going fishing, going out to the pond with my fishing pole, um, advice, advice from family, from grandparents was a one I got a lot of. I also got a lot of, um, church service, which remember I said back a lot of the times when we're having church conversations, Appalachia rolls into this. And so it was really interesting that we weren't the only ones who felt that way when we were talking about how a podcast would go. Um, because a lot of people said, you know, Wednesday night church service or revivals in a tent or something, you know, an outdoor church service. Um, I can remember growing up, it's a big thing in my area to do like um, homecomings or um, like large like Sunday school conventions where lots of churches get together and it's like a whole day church event. Um and of course, when people were talking, when someone said like the tent revival, I was like, yes. And did the churches have any air conditioning? Because some of the churches, uh, when there was those big gatherings, just were so old, they didn't have AC. And so the windows were cranked open. And of course, everything always happens in the summer or in the fall when it's humid. So that brought back some memories. Um, also, someone put riding in the back of pickup trucks. Um, I have seen this outside of Appalachia, mainly like down at the beach when people are going somewhere. But um, I remember when I was moving into my house now, I rode on the back of my dad's tailgate of his truck just down the block to get something at my sister's house. And I had not sat on the tailgate of my dad's truck in probably over a decade before that moment. And that will bring back memories really quickly. So that sounds really fun right now, actually, to be out in the summer air riding on the back of my dad's tailgate. So we would do that on the back roads here in uh, West Virginia. So what I love the most about when I ask these questions, though, was the stories I got. I didn't get just one word answers or when I asked um, what it meant to you, some of the stories I got was kind of just how what we, in this Appalachian culture, what we see as normal, people from the outside may not. First example, which I kind of forgotten about until I started reading some of these stories was I went to college, uh, to grad school. I went to a physician assistant school, um, in Ohio, Marietta to be specific, which is 
literally across the border from West Virginia, just the river. One side of the river starts Ohio. The other side of the Ohio River is West Virginia. And Marietta is, my school was like three blocks back from the river. And um, so when I would go there, there were a lot of other students that were actually from Ohio. There were some also from West Virginia um, and from other states, but the majority were from Ohio. And I was talking to a friend, a classmate who was also from West Virginia and another classmate was sitting there and we were all talking during lunch one day. And the other classmate was from, I believe, Cleveland, Ohio. And the West Virginian classmate and I were talking and the Ohio classmate looked at us and said, y'all talk about, he didn't say y'all, let me start that over. He did not say (laughs) y'all, but he said, you all refer to where you live by county. You realize no one else does that. And I kind of looked at her and I was like, we do that. He's right. Um, If someone asks where you're from and you're from the state of West Virginia, most people uh, will say, oh, I'm from Barber County, Tyler County, Randolph County, like wherever it is, um, Gilmer County. And which is so funny. I had never paid attention, but he was right. Or if someone is not from West Virginia, like I could say Barber County to my classmate and he would have been like, that means nothing to me. So I would generally refer to where I was, where I grew up um, in distance from major cities, right? So we refer to where we're from, from Pittsburgh or Morgantown or DC or sometimes Charleston or Wheeling, sometimes Roanoke, um, maybe Lexington. I don't know down in Huntington where y'all refer, um, kind of where you're from, if it's from Charleston or from another big city, but yeah, we kind of are like, oh, we're two hours South of, or we're about, you know, three hours East of, or that sort of thing. So, um, I've also seen people like there's like, you can make like a kind of map with your hand. Trust me, it's a West Virginia thing, but we'll refer based on our hand signal where we live in West Virginia. So, but it was just interesting. It was like, y'all don't say like, I'm from here. You, you have to, you give a County or you tell in distance where you're from. My one friend sent, um, we don't really say what we mean. And the example she gave was in how we say, I love you. So when we, when we go to say goodbye or we go to do something, uh, it's very common for someone to say something such as, hey, be careful, watch for deer. There's no bye, I love you. It's bye, watch for deer. Or, you know, if somebody's text me when you get there um, or something along the lines of, oh, I hope you're not planning on doing that. Whatever it is, like there's usually not like a, a common, hey, I love you, but it is more of a, I want you to live. I want to see you next time. Um, and so we, we, we tell people bye by telling them to be careful or text us when they get there or watch for deer. 
Uh, and I had other friends send me, we say this phrase really funny, which of course then got me thinking of phrases or um, words that I've heard people say. And the one friend that sent something in, she said, we often will say, so if I'm sitting in a seat and somebody else is in a another seat that I would prefer to sit in, like on an airplane or something, I'd say, will you switch me? <laughs> and most people say, will you switch places with me? And she said that and I was like, oh my goodness, I do. I'm like, switch me, not switch places with me. So very interesting that. Um, and of course, in all of these, I would love to hear y'all's feedback on if you have stories of, you know, how people tell you bye or you know, phrases that you've picked up on. Um, of course, that made me start thinking about my grandparents. Uh, my one grandmother says wash instead of wash. Um, she can say wash. It's just she just says wash instead. Um, I also, she would also, when we came home from school, um, ask me if I had any lessons instead of like meaning homework. Did I have any homework today? She would say, you have any lessons? <laughs> so, um, I always loved that and I always knew what she meant, but she was the only one I knew that really said that. Um, I had another friend send in that we call those glowing bugs outside on a summer night. We call them lightning bugs. And most people refer to them as fireflies. But of course, there's a lot of those regional things, right? Like pop or versus soda or a cart versus a buggy. Um, of course, there are some things. And I don't know that it's really a regional thing. Um, but you've heard things like crick instead of creek, you know, things like that. But I don't know that's as broad spread as you know, telling somebody where we live based on county or location of um, other major cities. Uh, but yeah, I would love to hear any phrases or words or colloquialisms that anybody else has that you can think of when you think of an Appalachian people. Because I'm sure as I sit here, I thought of like three others um, that I could go on and on. But and I the thing is, is that I could keep going on and on, but this introduction and just me talking isn't going to do Appalachia justice. It's not going to do the people justice. I do, I do believe there are some people out there who don't understand the culture that look at a group of, of people um, and just see simple, whereas we see simplicity as a beautiful thing. Um, simple is given a bad label. I think it would surprise people the deep roots that we do carry with us. And it's an intentionality. We, we do it based on the storytelling of the Appalachian culture and how it's trades and stories and legacies are passed on generation to generation it's purposeful and it's meaningful and it is something that Appalachian people carry with pride 
there is such absolutely physical beauty here. I mean, the mountains fall here. Autumn is absolutely breathtaking. Um, the natural beauties we have here is is stunning. And there's also beauty in the way a people group comes together. But I think we also have to acknowledge the pain that is here and the poverty and the lack of availability to certain resources. It's, it's interesting because, right, we're Appalachian people because of the Appalachian Mountains, Appalachian Mountains, right, that beautiful range that it truly splits Virginia from West Virginia. And that whole range really gives us life in the economy, as in tourism, but also just in who we are with being outdoors, right? With going fishing and going hiking and camping and climbing and all those things that um, we love to do naturally. And it also has given us a resource in in coal and in lumber but I think the mountains can also keep us from life in a way that they protect us they also hold us in and so it can be beautiful but it also can be painful so with that I think the upcoming conversations for the next three episodes will be beautiful We'll get to talk about the history and the fun things of West Virginia and Appalachian and Appalachia culture in general, but I'm obviously a little bit biased to West Virginia. I did live in Kentucky for a little while, but not much, and I was really little, but I think the whole, the culture and the people as a whole, I think it will be fun to introduce the world or those of you who listen to this podcast to a people group that is so special and intentional in who they are and their history and traditions but I think it's also going to be hard to hear some of the conversation um, if you've grown up here if you have family that is from here like I said more specifically to West Virginia but just Appalachia in general. But I think just like all conversations around the coffee table, I think these conversations that we're getting ready to have are necessary for us to grow. So the next three episodes, we're going to be talking about Appalachia and its history. Again, probably leaning a little heavier on West Virginia history, but just know that a lot of what forms us formed a lot of the other regions as well. Um, I'm hoping to talk to some, some history buffs and teachers and really explain the importance of why we should know a history of these people. We're also going to be talking about 
Appalachian culture and how it's affected me personally and kind of my family group. I actually took an Appalachian uh, a literature class when I was in college, and it kind of sparked my interest in the history that it taught me. We'll talk about the West Virginia history and, and classes and generations and how that has formed uh, the people that we are now. And then we're also going to talk about, that's going to lead into Appalachian today. And that's where we're going to talk about the history that has come before us and the the culture that I I have personally seen and what that means about racism and poverty and foster care and a significant drug epidemic in this area and also about storytelling and religion and the beauty of tourism and mountains and natural beauties that um, this area has to offer but I hope I really hope that you stick around and lean in and listen even if you're not from this area I hope that it sparks you to maybe learn a little bit more about your family and what has formed you into the person that you are good and bad habits I hope that it has encouraged you to maybe ask some questions about why things are the way they are. Looking back sometimes can help us fix things moving forward. And again, as we're sitting around a coffee table having true conversations, when life keeps pointing us backwards to the generations before us and the legacy they were leaving, again, maybe good and maybe bad, I think it's worth taking a look at. So for the next three episodes, I hope that you lean in and join us. We are quickly coming to the end of the year. It is astounding to me how quickly summer has flown by. And as we're planning things out, the fact that this will lead us into the month of October, which is just, again, absolutely beautiful here in the mountains. So I hope that you stay with us and lean in. And I cannot wait to hear your questions and responses to today. Well, friends, I hope you feel encouraged and inspired today as we're finding how to navigate life through the here and now. I would love to hear from you and to keep this conversation about Appalachia going. You can find me over on Instagram at underscore K-L-A-B or over on Facebook if you would like. I want to hear your stories about phrases that your grandparents say and ways that you've noticed. Maybe we do things differently here in Appalachia than um, from the outside world. I would love to hear um, what you found interesting or what it means to you. Or if you think I'm saying Appalachia wrong, (laughs) it's a fun word to say, but it can get a little tricky. So, but no matter where you are today in the mountains or not, I hope that you love yourself well, enjoy the day and continue to be kind. Bye friends.